0: Welcome, everybody, to the Hitch Hemingway Pod. Thank you for joining me today on this occasion. Today's February 1st. First day of Black History Month. But today also... Tyree Nichols was laid to rest. And if you are not familiar with Tyree Nichols at this point in time, you know, I would encourage you to browse the web, look on social media, plug in the hashtag and just find out what happened to Tyree Nichols. You know, I always said that sometimes whenever I'm watching, you know, stories on television that's involving law enforcement, you know, sometimes I... I question some of the things that I see on television. And the reason why I question some of the things that I see on television is because You know, I have a law enforcement background. For those of you who don't know, I worked at the FBI for nine years. For nine years. And so I was in that environment of federal law enforcement. So whenever I'm watching law enforcement news on television, even though I no longer work at the FBI. And I made a whole podcast series about what my experience was. What my experience was working at the FBI. I I made a podcast about it. You can go and find it. It's on Spotify. It's on Vimeo. It's on Apple Podcasts. And you can hear what my experience was. So therefore, I have a particular lens that I view things from and I wanted to share that today. As a black man living in America, I wanted to give my perspective of what I watched on television in hopes of being able to shed light where there is no light at this point. I just hope that the information that I'm going to share from my lens, I hope it helps many of you out there gain understanding. All right. So, let me start off by saying, you know, this was something that was extremely horrific. It it was terrible. It was terrible. You know, I didn't want to have a post a, like, gut reaction to it. So, I wanted to wait. And I wanted to see what else came out. That's what I needed to see. I wanted to know what else came out. The first video that I saw, it was a six minute video. And many of you may have already seen it. It was a six minute video. But I knew it was longer video. Somebody said it's like 66 minutes combined. Um, worth the footage. So I didn't want to respond or react after the, the, the six minutes. And 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 this is what I mean by I didn't want to react after the, the six minutes, right? This is what I mean by that. How my analytical brain works. The question that I ask myself is, How? Like, I understand what happened. How did we get from a traffic violation to this young man losing his life in the manner in which he did? So when I say I want it to know how, because it's like a puzzle. That's how my brain works. How, how does this happen? Now, somebody might hear that and say, well, it happens all the time. I, I, I get it. I get it. But I wanted to see more of the footage because I wanted to see shit just wasn't adding up to me and it's still not adding up to me so I'm gonna take you on this little this little ride I'm gonna take you on this little ride so we got a young man Tyree Nichols he's on his way home from from my understanding of what the reports say he's on his way home What I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through what I saw on that 26-minute video. I'm going to walk you through that first, and then I'm going to break here and there and tell you what I think based on what I saw. I'm still putting the pieces together. All right? So Tyree Nichols. He's in his car. The video that I've seen as of February first, it picks up with Tyree is at, at at the stoplight. Officers run up to his car. A gun was drawn. He snatched out of the car. Tyree is saying, hey, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. What's what's going on? What's going on? And there are several police officers. Who's on top of him on the ground, trying to get him to get his put his hand behind his back. Now, Tyree is on the ground and you can hear him saying hey i didn't do anything what what's going on what's going on right so that's what i'm seeing there's about 3 4 cops or so i'm looking at the i'm looking through the um the body cam at some point while they're on the ground there's a tussle that's going on on the on the on the ground and Tyree ends up somehow running away from the cops And a taser comes out. And Tyree runs into the direction of his home. Now, I want to pause. I want to pause right here. Because somebody hearing what I just said, especially if you're not black, Because you got an audience out there who's some of the folks out there who's just like, oh, why didn't you just comply? Why, why, why you just didn't comply, right? In my opinion, and I've spoken to other individuals in law enforcement as well, and we both said the same thing. Seems like this young man, he snatched out the car. He's trying to de escalate the situation. You can hear him saying, All right, look, 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 y'all are doing a lot, right? Like, just, just lay, man, man, I'm, 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 I'm look, I'm down, I'm down. Like, what's, what's, what's going on? When somebody runs up on you like that at nighttime, And you scared as damn hell. And you got people on top of you and all kind of shit. It's hard to say it's it's hard to stay still when people are on you like that. Your body just doesn't you your body just doesn't go limp like that and you just you're just not moving. When you have people screaming at you, from my understanding, there are about 71 different commands that was given in, in, in like a 13 minute span. And there's all these folks, right? So I want you to digest what I just said. That's the first part of the video that I see. The next part of the video that I see picks up the street cam, the street cam picks up at the next location. And the officers have this young man standing up and they have both his hands behind his back as another officer is just punching him in the face, punching him in the head. They are kicking him on the ground, all these different kind of things. While they're shouting, hey, give us your hands, give us your hand, give us your hands, right? Not knowing that the street cam was picking up this whole thing. I've heard many people say this, and I'm right along with it. This is when the shit looks personal. It does. It was like a gang mentality. And if you don't know, and if you are living in the Rock, the officers at this scene who was kicking this guy and punching this guy, if, if if it's not clear by now or if I didn't say it, they were black officers. Tyree was black as well. I want to make that clear. All right. So I'm going to pause right there, and I'm going to throw this in there since I'm saying it. The five black officers were charged with second degree murder and kidnapping and something else I would have to you know, look it up. Then that first officer that I was telling you about who somebody pulled out a taser, this officer was later relieved of his duties. That's the word that's being used, relieved of duties. And there's another officer at this point whose name has not been identified as of yet. Eventually, it's going to come out. Not sure of that person's gender or ethnicity and what role they had in this whole entire thing, right? So I want to make that clear. Now I'm going to go back to the street cam. This is where you see the brutal beating take place. It was sad. It was terrible. I remember when I was watching it at some point, I had to put my hand in both my hands and I was just shaking my head. I was shaking my head. And I was shaking my head because I said, Damn it. And we just can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. And when I say can't catch a break is like. A lot of the times we do see the images of. White Officers. violently beating, you know, black men, George Floyd, we know what those we know what that image looks like. So we're so used to seeing that. Unfortunately, what I'm about to say because it's depicted in films a bad cop is a bad cop. Don't matter what color he is. And when I say things are depicted in films, you know, I I think about this scene back in um, Boys in the Hood. And this, this scene had me shook as a little kid. Where there's a scene where you know, the black Kuba uh, Gooden Jr. Um, and Mars Chestnut. They was on their way back home. I, th- I think they were on their way back home. Anyway, they get pulled over, and the white officer has Morris Chestnut, you know, with his hand behind his back on one side of the car, and then the black officer has, you know, Kuba Gun Jr. Who's I think his name is Trey. Um, in, in in I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but the black officer pulls out a gun, ends up putting the gun to Trey's neck, saying, "I should I should blow your head off." You know, you probably one of you probably one of them, them gang members. I should, I should blow your head off, right? This is what the black officer says. So I'm only pointing that out because that didn't just come from anywhere. John Singleton didn't just put that in the film for no reason. I tell a story about me being in Atlanta. It's the one time that I say in my entire life, I've, I've ever felt like I was being provoked by an officer in Atlanta airport. It's a black guy. I was, in, I, w- I, w- I was in the car, I was picking somebody up from the airport. And when I tell you, I kind of froze because so much time has passed by. And I think this guy was trying to get me to scream or yell back at him. And then I was going to be laying on that pavement. So I, I, I you know, so when I say deescalate, you know, I say, Hey, I'm sorry, sir. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just, I, I didn't know that I couldn't be right here. You know, I'm sorry. I apologize. I, I'll move around. Then the guy proceeds to yell at me and says, hey, man, you can't read. You can't fucking read. I said, hey, I'm sorry. I I, I didn't know. I don't come to the airport often. Man, you ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. At this point in time, now everybody's looking. Now there's an audience. And so I make sure that, okay, I'm not getting hyped. I'm looking around. I'm saying, hey, I'm clearly... I'm de-escalating situation it must have lasted about a good five minutes or so and I was quiet half the time while he was screaming because I'm like I, I don't un- I don't understand what do you want me to do I-, I just apologize I'm going to move can I move i'm I'm just telling that story because That's an experience that I had. But listen to this. I've also had other experiences. Within law enforcement. And if you go and you watch. The podcast. Where I go into great detail. Of my black experience. Working at the FBI. So when I say, damn, we can't catch a break. When I, when I say that. I'm looking at what happened to Tyree. And I'm just like, fuck, man. And and these black officers, they're young, early thirties. Ruined their fucking life. Embarrass their families. And when I'm watching that scene where everybody's taking turns, taking blows at Tyree when I'm watching that scene and then you watch backup arrives and the EMT arrive in the EMTs, there's absolutely no sense of urgency whatsoever to render aid to this man who is now in handcuffs, falling over, leaning on a police car. He's falling over left. They come back and set him up. He's falling over right. We see one of the officers go over and take pictures of Tyree as he's laying, leaning up against the car. We see that. Now, I don't know if that officer was taking those photos for evidence. But, you know, I don't want to use my platform to, you know, spread rumors and all kinds of stuff. But I hope that those pictures were not text to anybody with any type of comments outside of the police force because if that did happen that digital footprint is easy to find that's easy but I but but I won't go into that even though today at the funeral Reverend Al Sharpton did kind of Said, said. What I'm referring to, but I'm I'm not going to get into that. So the three individuals are also fired from the fire department, the EMTs. I think it was two black people and a white guy who did not give Tyree any aid whatsoever. Also. I wanna tell you what I saw while I'm watching that video. See, this is why I said earlier, is that I I wanna know how it got to where they were. This is why. This is how my brain works as an analyst. Cause you gotta have the other piece of the puzzle. So, In my opinion, now all of the officers are on the scene. Every backup is there. The guys are telling their version of the story. And you hear them say, man, this, this he was heading into, you know, on some oncoming traffic, and then he spent around and ended up at the light. And he swung his car around and the car almost hit my car. That's what one of the officers are saying. All right, keep that in mind because the initial report is that there was um, like reckless driving or something like that. That's what was reported. In an interview with ABC, the police chief, a black woman, this was a couple of days ago. This was she said. I did not see any video evidence that supports the reckless driving. Now I would assume that there's no way the video. I'm, I'm, let me let me back up for a second. I'm pretty sure that they've seen more video than we have seen. So when she said, I have not seen any video to support the evidence of reckless driving or what the stop, while there was a stop, I'm pretty sure she was not just referring to the 26 minute video that I saw. She saw more than what I saw. So this is why it's important that I said, hey, I want to see the beginning. Because remember, the beginning is they're pulling him out of the car. That they're, they're, you know, usually, usually, let's say if there's a traffic stop, a traffic violation of some, you make a U-turn or you run a red light or, 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 or something, right? You're going to wrong way you know look have have I ever turned before have I ever turned have I ever been in a place when I made a turn and then that shit says oh that's a one way and you quickly you turn you turn around fast you know has that ever happened that has happened to me before when I was in a place and I made a turn and I'm ending up like oh shit this is the one way I gotta go the other way Absolutely, that has happened to me before. But this is why I'm saying what I'm about to say. Typically, when things like that happen, when somebody runs up to your car, back in the day, you know, in the 90s, we called them the jump out boys. If the jump out boys, the police, come running to your car like that, you must have robbed a damn bank. Or there was a need where you had to be stopped. There was something else going on beyond a traffic stop for somebody to run up on you like that and pull you out like that. For example, they could have let they could have been looking for somebody else and and grabbed the wrong person. That would be an example of something that I'm, I'm saying. But a. Traffic violation. That sounds a little fishy to me. But I'm going to keep going. So the officers are still talking, telling their stories. And to be honest with you, as I'm listening to these guys telling these damn stories, it's almost as if like, like a bunch of high schoolers who telling their version of the fight. And then one of the officers. Said, oh man, he they tried to they, he tried to grab his gun. When I'm looking at the video, I'm like, when? Because the street cam picks up. This guy doesn't have a chance. It's over. It's over. And then I'm listening to the audio. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. And I'm picking out small things. They asked, did he have any drugs in the car? And the officer says, when of the officer said, then, no, there was nothing. In, there was nothing in his car. And then the other guy says, well, it was nothing on him here at this location either. Well, you know, he could have threw it away when he was running. All right. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right. You know, people know these cameras are going. They know these cameras are going. So they're putting that story together as those cameras are going, telling their version of it, right? They're telling their version of it. I don't know if this is personal. And again, I don't want to repeat what's floating around the internet. I don't know if this is personal. But what I do know is that it was if it was personal with one person, my, oh my, oh my. Look where group think got you. A couple seconds ago, I talked about the police chief, black woman, As a leader, you got to take the good with the bad. And I do feel like she's been out front in condemning what happened. I've also seen other interviews where she said that the Scorpion unit, they also did good work during her time as police chief. She said it wasn't all it wasn't all bad. The problem with that statement is you got other people in that community who started coming out and reporting their run-ins with those same guys. So now you got to ask yourself how deep that shit go how many other stories are out there and the more and more the reports come out it just keeps getting worse It keeps getting worse. You're going to have to look at that paperwork and see when 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 the report was written about what happened. When you start to look at that and when those events aren't are not adding up, to what's seen on camera and then you're gonna start to see how many people had their hands in this by having their hands in this meaning how many people turned a blind eye even if you were not directly involved in it you're going to find out people who were involved in it indirectly processing paperwork or or, or, or lying on paperwork or, or whatever because these officers end up showing up at Tyree Nichols' home and the story seemed to may have been prepared then. Hey, ma'am, was your kid on any drugs? It's bad. It's terrible. You know, when I watched the what happened to George Floyd and George Floyd, the knee was on his neck and he yelled out for his mom. His dead mother, by the way. And to see Tyree Nichols on the ground Yelling for his mom. It's hard to put in words. When a black man. yells for his mother see a lot of y'all who heard what i just said you won't ever understand you 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 don't you don't you don't get it when a man Yells out for his mother. The only time a man will ever do that as a grown man is when he feels like he is about to die. This was one of the most brutal things I've ever seen to date. And a word that I don't use often, but it was disgusting what those brothers did to that young man. He was a father to a four-year-old. Robbed that man of his life. You know, growing up, you know, sometimes my mom wouldn't go to sleep at night until me and my brother got back home when we were like teenagers during the summertime or even when I was about you know, 21, 22 years old coming home from college. I would come back home, visit my friends. My mom would wait up. You know, anything can happen when your child leaves the home and you know anything can happen. It's just Fucked up that Tyree had to lose his life. Not too far from his home. And the last images that we have of is the image that you see in the hospital and that street cam video. I know I referenced the police chief earlier. And like I said I can only imagine what else is going to end up being leaked out. And when you're in those leadership positions you take the good with the bad. What I will say is, I do believe that everybody that was involved, I believe their names should be revealed. I do. eventually it will come out eventually it will come out but for me that's the other half of the puzzle i just want to i want to know what everybody's involvement was So to go back to where I was in the very, very beginning of this when I said I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to know what happened from beginning to end. So once you have All the pieces of the puzzle. It makes it easier for you to come to your own conclusion as to what happened. I've only seen 26 minutes of footage. But when I see the police chief on national television saying she did not see any evidence that supports the reason he was stopped. When I hear that, and then when I see the body cam footage of the police officers telling their version of the story that isn't adding up to what was seen on the cam, on the street cam, right? When you see that, And you're able, when you see that and you hear that and you begin to put all the pieces together, then you can come to your own conclusion. Right now, pretty sure you can tell by everything I've said, right now I think it's clear as day I th- I think it's clear as day looking at that street cam there's nothing you could there's nothing you can tell me from that street cam video now now that I know how you got from the car stop to the street cam portion of the video. There's nothing you can tell me. These cops abused their power and they killed this guy and everybody who showed up on the scene took the word of the officers and they just stood around and that kid was dying right there. As far as I am concerned, everybody who showed up on that scene, because I can't see everybody based on the street cam, but everybody who was there need to be gone. They're just as guilty. Not on the same level, but I'm going to say a couple of things. Groupthink is real dangerous. Especially within law enforcement. As I said, I worked for the FBI for nine years. If you watch my podcast, I tell a story about Something that happened to me where there was one special agent in the room who was the supervisor of three other agents who were my direct report, who I'm sorry, who I directly reported to. They're all in a room. And the woman above my supervisors, she's sitting in a room. She's calling me names. She's calling me names. She admits it in the report. She's calling me names. I want you to follow me for a second when I say this. What do you think by this lady calling me names in front of these individuals, what do you think they felt the right that they had to do to me because of how she's viewed me? What do you think they saw? They saw a green light They saw a green light. We can treat this guy however we want to treat this guy. Our own boss don't care, don't 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 give two shits about this person. Nobody thought to intervene or to go and say, "Hey, that's not right," or report. Nobody did. I'm only only saying that to say... I'm only saying that to say what I'm... This is what I'm about to say. Nobody intervened at all in the Tyree Nichols situation. And look where he's at. And I'm going to piggyback on that by saying this. A lot of the times, the stories that we hear about black men in particular in law enforcement when you hear these stories a large majority of the time a death has occurred I just want to be clear about what it is that I'm about to say, because I think it's important. As the Tyree Nichols video will continue to circulate, it just reminds me that the black men who live to tell their narrative are often the stories that will go unheard. When I decided to create my podcast, one of the reasons that prompted me into doing my own podcast because not only did I want to tell my narrative and I didn't want it to be edited by anybody else, but my story really wasn't appealing to a lot of people. It's not appealing. You know, black journalists, this is to you. This is to the black journalists out there. And I'm talking to some of you black activists out there, too. Hey, I think Crump, um, attorney Crump. You know, he's always on the scene. And I said this to somebody the other day, I said. Crump does amazing work. He's out there on the front line. It's just sad to me because I know when I see Crump on television, chances are the person he's fighting for is no longer with us. That's the sad part. But to the black journalists out there on the airwaves, The nationally syndicated radio shows. All of you with the big audiences, you know, New York City, LA, Atlanta, all of you, everybody. The black journalists on social, on social media, the big following, you know, you down for the cause. I want y'all to do me a favor. I want y'all to start bringing some of these stories to light from individuals who may have experienced police brutality or harassment or discrimination of some sort. I want you to use your platform to bring those stories to light while the person is still alive to tell their story. See, right now we're stuck in a in the cycle where the story that's going to make that headline the person's either dead or damn near dead or something you see it all the time Breonna Taylor George Floyd Tyree Nichols, Eric Garner, the list goes on and on. And the reason why I want you to listen to these other stories because that perspective is so important. You will see how all of this stuff is connected if you talk to people. I wanted to tell my own story and I did I didn't have to ask for permission to tell my own story and I would encourage you if you haven't seen season one of the Hitch Hemingway pod I would encourage you to go back and look at it. I want to thank you all for joining me Today, on this sad occasion, February 1st, 2023, on the day that Tyree Nichols was laid to rest. Rest in peace, brother. We out.